When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the Bournemouth home game is Middlesbrough's tenth game of the season. Which Vic you think is a is a kind of a nice time to to assess how Borough have done so far? Um, I guess Phil, and we had this conversation, didn't we, in the car on the way home from Arsenal at the weekend? You you kind of look back and you think, well, I thought we'd got three points there, but I didn't think we'd get a point there. Before the Bournemouth game, where are Borough compared to where you'd think they'd be at this stage? I think they're probably maybe two points behind where I would have hoped them to be. Really, realistically, over the season, you're looking for a point a game. But we had a fairly gentle start in terms of the opening fixtures. And although we were unbeaten in the first first three, uh, it perhaps, you know, looking back on it, you think, well, Stoke, that game, we should have won that. Mm. There was two or three good chances in the first half. They hit the, hit the woodwork twice. Uh, that one could have been in the bag, and that would have been the extra two points. Uh, ditto the Palace match. I think Borough were in that game, very much part of, of that game. Uh, although Palace were a good side and perhaps better than we gave them credit for. Uh, the goals, I thought, were self-inflicted. And possibly that should have been a point. And also Watford. I think Watford was the first real disappointment of the season because uh, having found our feet and had a few setbacks and then sort of kind of brushed ourselves down, went into that game and dominated possession and I think more than matched Watford, who looked very, very poor at the back and came away having been mugged. And that, that was a real kick in the teeth, that one, I think. So a few points behind where you think we should be, but obviously picked up a bonus point at Arsenal. Uh a win away at Sunderland was morale boosting and, and very useful and got us off to a decent start. So maybe lagging a little bit behind, but it is a learning experience. And I think the good thing is that Borough have never been outclassed apart from at Everton and possibly the first half at Spurs. In every other game, they've been in it for long spells. They've shown they can, you know, on, on a good day and for parts of the, ma- parts of the game, can match all the other team in this division. And that's got to be something sort of positive in the, in the bank. You know, They're not far short, and it would just take a little bit of tightening up. And at the back, we saw at Arsenal that you know, if they work at full pelt, they are going to be very, very hard to break down. So that's, that's good. Uh, we're not far behind the teams immediately above us, which is the area we'd probably want to be. If the season finished now, you'd say, well, you know, if we stayed up on goal difference, that's you know, that's not the end of the world. Sure done. Uh, but I think maybe people within the club will feel they're slightly behind what they budgeted for. Phil? Yeah, um, if you'd asked me that before Arsenal, I'd say I was very concerned. I'd say no evidence that Borough were going to be creative enough in the Premier League um, and had looked shaky at the back, although we're slowly improving. Um it wasn't so much results that concerned me, it was performances. Uh, you know, we, we, we know that occasionally they're capable of 
grinding out a draw against the West Broms and the West Hams. They were reasonable performances. But when push came to shove at home against teams, you at least want to have a have, have a toe-to-toe duel with. There was a lot lacking, particularly against Watford, of course. I mean, barely created anything. Um, so a week ago, I, you know, Saturday, you're genuinely concerned. Um, the performance at Arsenal has been very heartening because it shows, finally... That a well-organised Borough team with the right players in the right positions can compete. And that's really all we hoped for, wasn't it, this season, is that Borough competed. If you go down fighting, if you if you go out and perform against a team and you lose narrowly 1-0, well, you just sometimes have to take that on the chin. But when you lose to a Watford without really testing them, that is that is disappointing and depressing. So took a great deal of heart from Arsenal. We probably are a couple of points short of where we want to be, like Vic says. Um, yeah. win, win against Watford or against Palace and Borough three points above the drop zone uh, going into a match against Bournemouth at home mm. and that you'd have certainly taken that I think forget the results just the general position of where Borough are three points clear of the drop zone you know nine games in I think most people would probably have taken that um, I think I do think the Bournemouth game is critical because we need to see Borough bounce, sort of build on a performance. You know, if 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 if, if Bournemouth's another repeat of Watford, then we'll be sat here again in a week or two's time saying, well, they're just taking one step forward and two back. Yes, we know. Well, when they're organised, they can draw away games. You know, I think it's three, isn't it? Uh, plus the Sunderland win. So we know that 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 we've kind of banked that. We we still don't know yet when the onus is on Middlesbrough at home with their own fans behind them against teams that that that, that, are, that are wise enough to to force Borough to play if they can break them down. And that's why I'm looking forward to Saturday actually because I think it'll be a really interesting game. I think Bournemouth will try and play football um, and hopefully Borough will try and, and and just take the game to them a little bit more than they did against Watford. Because there is a need, and this sounds the most blatantly obvious thing you'll ever read. There is a need for Borough to win a game because it has been a while now, hasn't yeah. it? And, and I think that was the thing after Watford that I thought. I thought, you know, the players are suddenly thinking, well, it's been however long since our last win, and we can't beat Watford, who, who you'd class as, as a direct rival. So mm. it sounds blatantly obvious, but but a win would do would do the side. And a win at home mm. as well. I think, I, I think uh, fans need something to hang their their hopes on for the season, and that means putting in a display at home. So far, it's it's I mean it, it's a big step up. Uh, there are tentative steps forward, but when you're watching that as a fan, that isn't overly encouraging. Uh, what's encouraging as a fan is is seeing your team give it a go, and that will that will spark the crowd. I think. Uh, I mean, Ben Gibson's done a done a piece in the paper uh, in the last couple of days where. He's urging the fans to turn it into a, a, a hostile cauldron to to uh, get on the opposition's back and to show that we're the team and the town and the, and the fans are, are united. And that's a great aspiration, but it depends on a spark. There's got to be something on the pitch to fire that. The fans have been brilliant so far this season uh, because, you know, obviously, it's a, this is where we want it to be. We want it to be in the big league. We want it to be playing big teams. And we knew it was always going to be tough. But there's got to be a quid pro quo. You know, the, the, the team have got to uh, do something to ramp the volume up. So I think a, a good performance will do that because you're pushing it an open door with Borough fans. You know, we, we want to really enjoy this season. Uh, I think it's worth saying that 
although it's been a big step up and it's a steep learning curve, I think some of the players that were initially harshly judged look like they're getting to grips with the division mm. now. In the first couple of matches, George got turned inside out. Some very torrid moments uh, at Sunderland with Janazai and uh, against Palace. And there were a lot of question marks raised as to whether he could, could step up a league. And I think in the last couple of games, he showed that he can. He showed that he's learning fast. He's tuning himself into the speed and the trickery of the, the players he's up against. And the last couple of games, he's put in some solid performances. Uh, ditto Adam Clayton, who people initially raved about and then said, oh, no, he, he can't do it at this level. He's too slow. Against Arsenal, he, he found his rhythm, some excellent tackles. Uh, it was really and that position well. suits him. That position sat in front yeah, of the back yeah, four. Yeah, of course it does. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it, that's what it takes, you know, an accident or a reshuffle to get everyone in the right places. And then there was, uh, I mean... Traore, who we'd only seen flashes of, and everyone thought everyone was saying, "Oh yeah, but can he do the defensive work in in I talk Aranka's team?" Well, at Arsenal, at times he was an auxiliary right back, mm. and he was getting stuck in, and he was tracking people, and he was he was solid, and he was disciplined, as well as hitting the afterburners at the right moment. Uh, there's players all dotted around all over the all over the pitch. I mean, we, we were asking questions about Gaston Ramirez, but against Arsenal, he he dug in. I think, he I kept think, his head and he was creative. I think it comes back. You, you know, I said it. You've just said it about players being in their right positions, and I think that's so important in a league like the Premier League. It's hard enough without asking somebody yeah. to play a position they're unfamiliar with. Mm. So, for example, we know that Adam Clayton is a great player when sat in front of the back four without too many attacking responsibilities. We know from Championship experience that he can do that job, and if you can do it against Arsenal, you can do it against most teams. Now. For me, it was like night and day watching Ramirez on Saturday. He was wide on the left, he had space and time to get the ball and do things with it. He was, he, he, that when he's in that number 10 role in the middle of the pitch, surrounded by sometimes four, five, six players, it's almost impossible for him to do anything. And, and you know, so he was great on the left. You just hit on Traore on the right. The, there was a balance there. The two midfields, I know, I know everyone said it was supposed to be a 4 3 3, but I watched most of that match. Sorry, for most of that match that I watched, there, there, there was a really tight, tidy four in front of Adam Clayton um, with Darun and Forshaw, and he just, it just looked right. It, you know, it, it, it felt right and it looked right. I mean, Arsenal are a team that will run at you and really run, you know, pull you all over the shop, and OK, for five or ten minutes they did that, but Borough's defence held firm, the, the shape of the team held firm, and Borough created the better chances, so there's not much more you can want from an away day at Arsenal and that. And it goes back to what we keep saying, you know, Giovanni isn't a right-sided player in a three. I don't care what anyone says, he's just not. I mean, I think he would have been a brilliant striker to play against Arsenal rather than the Grado. I think he's crying out for that opportunity because he is mobile enough to make that work. There was a moment when Negredo was one one on one with a defender, and it was like watching somebody running through treacle. And that's not his fault; it's just he's not that sort of explosive player. Um, and he ran out of steam, and he, he 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 just looked uncomfortable all afternoon. Really, he was the one player out of everybody who, if you had to be ultra critical, didn't really do a great deal in, in a positive sense. Um, but other than that, I think it's critical now moving forward that Aitor learns the lessons. Whatever formation he plays in futures, to get the right players in the right players. Borough played to the strengths on Saturday because we we said at the start of the season, didn't we, that that 
Borough may well get more points away from home this season. They can sit deep. They've got pace on the counter. What 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 are the strengths at home? How can they play the strengths at home to start? Because it's all right saying we need to start winning games at home. Well, yeah, you do. But but how do you do that? And how how do you alter the suit? Because it. It, it's difficult to set up like you did at Arsenal against Bournemouth, but then equally you can't set up like you did well, against Watford because that, that was just completely well, ineffective. I, I don't think Borough can play the way they play. For example, if, if Borough hadn't played Triori at Arsenal, they wouldn't have played the same. They wouldn't have been as successful because they didn't have an outlet. The, the, the three or four best chances created in that match are when Triori ran at people, weren't they? Mm. You know, it, it was it was clear to all of us. You know, it was it was there for all to see. Now, if you have a player who hasn't got that explosive pace and you're playing against a team like Arsenal, it will just come back at you. Well, you're just going to be penned back in your own half. Now, against Bournemouth at home, you know, I, I'm sitting and pretend I'm a tactical expert, but the thing, the thing that's you know, so obvious when you sat in the stands watching Bury is how deep they sit, how deep they play. All of that play and that attacking midfielders, most of it's taking place on the halfway line or just in front. Well, most opposition teams would love you to do that. So I think it's about an intent. It's about you know maybe gambling a little bit and playing higher up the pitch because at the moment they're creating nothing really, frankly. Um, and I do think also that again going back to the lessons of the Arsenal match, um, I know Aitor wants to play number ten, but I'm not sure he's got one who can play in the Premier League. And the more and more I think about it, for that five two three one to work, you need a, a really really top notch number ten, and I'm not sure Borough have got one. Sorry, Vic, I thought you were going to... No, I, was, I, was, I was listening. <laughs> I know it's a rarity, but <laughs> I wanted to add. So would you expect that, man? Because Victor Fisher is, is the other player who, who you think of as, as a pacey, as, as the outlet that you talked about, although we, we haven't seen anywhere near as, as much impact from him as we did Traore. Would you expect Traore to keep his place on Saturday? Uh, I, I think you'd, you'd say that he'd have to, because he's, he's a game-changer. He, he scares teams. Uh, he offers something that, that we haven't got and we know hurts teams, which is pure pace. And you've got to give someone their head when they're playing like that, surely. I mean, that, that's transformed. Possibly that was the moment that transformed the season. We saw flashes of it when he came on against Spurs and he, he got the ball on the edge of his own box and he absolutely pelted for 60 yards. And he left opposition players in his wake. And you don't see that very often. You know. And his end product was better against Arsenal. Yeah, and, and plus he, he showed that he could play within a disciplined framework and, and he was tactically astute. So he surprised, he surprised us because we thought we, you know, the, the, the tag that's been put around him is that he's raw potential. Mm. Well, that was, a, that was a bit more considered than raw potential mm. for me. And so I, I think you have to. And I'm, I'm not saying you can build your team around someone like that, but you've certainly got to factor that in as a, a major part of, you, of your uh, armoury. It goes back to what we were saying, doesn't it, about we've sat here and discussed it before. If you're a defender, you'd have nightmares about marking him. I don't care how skillful he is or he isn't. You can't legislate for that burst of pace. No. I mean, it's, if you're a manager planning to play against Middlesbrough with a Triori in the team, you're thinking, we're going to have to have somebody shadowing the left-back. Mm. Because if Triori goes past him, you need somebody to come over and somebody else to drop in. And suddenly, you're, you're changing your team two or three ways. And best will in the world, managers don't have to worry about that normally with Borough. Because for all Borough's strengths, one of them isn't bursting past at pace. You know, they can play in triangles down the wings and get crosses in that way. But 
teams can move with them. So it's a step-by-step defensive and attack. When Triar is in, it just it just leaves everybody for dead, probably including most of his own teammates sometimes. <laughs> but it's um, it was just so exciting to see, and uh, I hope you know again keep repeating this. Let's focus on what he can do and what he can't do because. You know, we, it, let's face it. If he had all the attributes and was the finished product, he wouldn't be playing for us. Did he'd be playing. He'd be playing at you know a top European club probably. Well, that's one one national report probably got ahead of itself a little bit and said so sold him already. Looking <laughs> <at him laughs> more than January. The one disappointment I guess is Negredo because the the two chances that fell his way. If 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 you were to pick the player who was who you'd want those chances, then you'd say the striker who's played for Man City yeah. and Valencia and everywhere else. I mean, it, it was only last Thursday when Karanka was saying that. He was asked whether he wants more, whether he needs more from him, and he said no. Do do Burra need more? It's an interesting one because you just talking there about Traore being, being uh, like a rocket, but Negredo did get up with him, to get on the end of the ball. So I mean, he he can shift, and and the stats that have come out after Traore about you know he he was repeatedly broke the land speed record, but and then. Uh, now that people have checked the stats, actually, he's, he, is he in the top ten? Is he in the top ten nine, sprinters? Think, yeah. So, he, just, so just he's not. Long, which so it was still pretty fast, uh, but interestingly, Negredo's not far behind him in terms of of uh, the the Borough speed machine. So he can move. Uh, this idea that somehow he's like a, he's glacial. I, I'm not sure where that idea has come come from, other than the fact that Borough have played in quite a laboured, ponderous style. I think it's but more that at he's... Arsenal, I think you've got to say, he really put a shift in in the first half, the first hour, where, you know, when, when Burrow were pinned down and very often he was getting the ball and holding it up with two or three players on his back in the Borough half. I mean, he, he did put a shift in at Arsenal and I, I'm not surprised he, he was knackered. Uh, for the, I mean, he should have come off 20 minutes to go, there's no question about that. But to say that somehow he's, you know... He, he can't move, and he's not. We haven't seen it because of the way we've been playing. Well, also, but I think putting a shift in is a striker, not especially of his pedigree, not judged on those chances. Well, that, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. That, that comes to the point yeah. I was going to make. I think two things on Benigredo. You know, I, I still think he's you know the best player, the best striker at the club. I'm not sure he's still fit. He didn't really have a pre-season as such. Um, he joined Burr obviously when he joined them, you know, in July and. Um, People might argue, I don't know what his training ground stats are, maybe he is fully fit, but it just looks to me a player who maybe isn't quite as sharp, and that's maybe why he's missing the chances. Because the one I think the one reason you sign a player like Negredo is that he will, no one's, no one's got a 100% strike rate record, but there's now been quite a few occasions this season, he's got almost you know, a handful of chances. Um, you think of the chance against Palace, that was a great one, chance, one, that, was one, a huge that was chance, a big chance that in the match. And, and of all the strikers Burrow got, you think, well, he's he's got. If, if nothing else, he's going to put them away. I mean, that was a great chance he had against Arsenal uh, on his left foot that he pulled back onto his right foot, and, he, and possibly that was tiredness. When you get tired in your body, as Vic says, he's run his socks off. You get tired in your mind. You know, we've all played at whatever level you've played football at. You know, as soon as you're out on your feet, you make mistakes because you just you can't do what your your body can't do what your head wants it to do. So I do sympathise for him because it must be a really difficult position to play. Um, I just wonder whether if you if you have to continue having a striker who puts so much legwork in, maybe that there are better options in terms of. I keep going back to him, Stuani, for example. The the changes there you mentioned, he should have came off with twenty minutes left. The manager has delayed his, his substitutions at times this year. Do you think that's something that? That need to change in coming weeks because I guess whether you're trying to hold out a game or whether you're trying to change a game, having players to come off the bench can make the world a difference. 
Well, from where they're getting more than two or three minutes. From, from where we we sat, that's an obvious decision. I mean, what the the game plan is, you know, in terms of game management, you know, we we don't really know. We're not privy to that. But from where we're sat, I thought Nugent should have come on there in the last twenty minutes mm. because he offers a similar kind of. He's got the work rate, and he, he'll work the front three, and he'll close, and he and he can hold the ball up. You know, he's robust. Uh, for me, I thought it, it was a no-brainer, but you know, I'm not being paid a lot of money to make the decision. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you've got Stuart Downing on, um, and we were saying that, weren't we, at the match? You know, you need that kind of game management late on. What you don't want somebody doing something really silly in the last minute or two to to give away the ball, and suddenly you're under pressure. I and mean, it was bad enough for Arsenal scoring offside goals. It would have been even worse if if one of those had counted. So, I think I think. My heart exploded. Yeah. Oh, God. I, mean, I, 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 I think there are options there. It's interesting to see, you know, for, he does seem to go horses for courses with subs, doesn't he? I mean, for example, we were speaking earlier about Dissart being on the bench. Um, and Rhodes and Fisher not. And Rhodes and Fisher not. And, you know, we saw Stewie Downing drop, which before the match I was very critical of, although to be fair, Ramirez did really well. So... Um, you know, it is it is it is interesting. I'm, I'm I still think Ito's kind of getting a feel for who can do what. Yeah. You know, we you know we we've mentioned players that have barely played, like Fisher, Rhodes still's barely played. You know, Nugent. Um, Nugent. So I think he's slowly but surely learning more about his players, isn't he? Um, I mean, I was just so pleased that you know when I saw the team sheet and saw that Triari was on it, that that was. That was happening because it was a gamble. It was a gamble, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, a lot of managers absolutely. wouldn't have wouldn't have rolled the dice and and, and gone with a triori. They'd have gone conservative again. Uh, I hope I hope he, he keeps the same spirit for the weekend. And, and obviously the same spirit. Do you think he'll keep the same side, or will the personnel changes on Saturday? Good question. I think there's a lot of people t- ticked a lot of big mm. boxes there. Uh, I think triori's got to got to start. Uh, possibly Chambers may come in. But the you know the the last last time we saw him was playing at right back, and mm. I thought he was very yeah, impressive. Uh, so you know there's this tinkering. I don't. I think we'll go back to to the established shape. I think Traore will be in that, and we have to see whether we can make four two three one work with with Traore with yeah. the pace, because that's what we've always said. You know, to make that work properly, you've got to have pace and you've got to have movement. So it may be a case of Stewie and, and Ramirez adding a little bit more zip if you've got that pace that's going to pull defences, uh, pull holes in defences and, and push them back a bit. So, you know, I think that's what Itor's thinking will be. I think it's worth noting that, you know, we're coming up to the 10-game mark. I think it's worth noting that probably the step up to the Premier League has been a lot harder than we thought it was going to be. Uh, Karanka said as much last I, week. I think that we were a little bit blasé thinking, and I still think that there's not a lot to be scared of in the bottom third of, of the Premier League in terms of, uh, you know, we can live with them, but the levels in every single game are perhaps higher than we expected, and everyone's had to raise the bar, mm. and that means fractional differences can have a, a, a pronounced effect on, on team performance. And people are taking their time to get up to that level. I mean, you know, you know, Danny Ayala was fantastic on Saturday, but his first two or three appearances weren't great. You know, against against Crystal Palace, he, he had a bit of a mare, and you know, one of the goals was due to him not doing something which was routine in the Championship. So everyone is gradually coming to terms with the speed, uh, learning something about the rhythm of the game, 
and just the sheer intensity because you know last season Borough were finishing games the last 10 minutes they were by far the stronger time, mm. side and you could see other sides wilting in terms of fitness and concentration but this year it's been the other way around and the last 10 or 15 minutes that's when you start to think oh god you know it's the, the tiredness is creeping in the la- concentration's lapsing there's mistakes creeping in so that's what we've had to learn more than anything and I don't know about you two lads but I mean I, I, I have I haven't been taken by surprise because I knew it was a tough league but I think maybe it's been a bigger step up than some people thought I think for individual players, not, not well the team obviously, but for individual players, I thought that some certain players would would make the step up, and maybe it was a little naive, or maybe maybe we've just been out of the Premier League for that long that we forgot the gulf. Well, the I gulf. Think, well, I think the thing is what we're probably all basing it on is is the fact that we've seen, all right, Burnley went, Burnley came down the first time, but they went up and they had, let's be honest, no superstars. Yeah. Bournemouth and Watford went up, and while some some experienced players, you wouldn't say too many of them, and they managed to cope. So you're kind of basing it on that, really, that when Borough were playing those teams, they weren't too far away. So you'd assume that they'd have a similar level of of of, of improvement to make. So I, th- I think it's probably has has been a bit of a humbling experience. But I think the, the pleasing thing is that players are improving, um, and and they go back to the sort of going back to to what what to do against Bournemouth. I mean, I think he probably will go back to four two three one. But I like the idea of the shape he played on Saturday, even though Borough were, were, were expected to be out of possession a long time because it, you can change to four three three very easily. Mm. Suddenly, you go from you know you, it gives you it gives you more bodies when you're defending, uh, and then and then it potentially gives you three attacking at once in the right circumstances. Plus, at least one of your your your, your, your midfielders pushing up to join them as well. So, I mean, you can make any shape, say anything you want. You know, in terms, of, it, you still got eleven players on the pitch, and um, they have to be organised. But you might, you might, you might bring on one or two back. I don't think it'll make wholesale change. I'd be very surprised because you know that team deserves another go. Absolutely, excellent. Thanks a lot for that, fellas. Cheers. Cheers.